the words smart and articulate and eloquent and someone who speaks up are not bad words, right? But they are when someone says, this person is so aggressive. Do you say that a man is aggressive when he is articulate, smart, speaks up and has something to say? No, you don't. So I have learned not to beat myself up about being able to speak up because I feel as though I have a voice and that voice is going to be helpful to not just, you know, other people, but to my company as a whole and to the work that we're doing. So I tell all young women, do not be afraid to speak up. Welcome to the Data Binge Podcast, a library of discussions with technologists and business leaders, focusing on the human relationship with technology. Three, two, one, deploy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm hoping this is getting to you in a time of peace and health as we continue to sprint into this year. Last month's discussions, both live and provided dynamically through recordings on this podcast, really centered around elevating the voices of the Black community, honoring Black History Month. Curating and creating spaces for these voices to be heard was really a special journey for me personally. We all have these stories of vulnerability and adversity, which live in harmony with our stories of courage and leadership. And getting closer to some of these stories of the guests shared across the last month, for me, really smoothed out some of the emotions that tend to hold me back, fear, doubt, and the pursuit against performing and arriving as my best self. We all share these things mutually, but we tend to struggle with them individually. I'm hoping some of these stories, whether across your personal or professional journey, are useful as you continue to navigate to your best self. A quick update for you. On Wednesday, March 17th, Microsoft is hosting Include 2021 as a free global digital event focused on engaging on challenging topics to accelerate diversity and inclusion, something I frequently talk about on this podcast. The event will feature experts in academia, social change, DNI, of course, and additional areas focused on supporting lasting culture change. This is a really special event, open to the public. I'm certainly going to be engaging and listening where my schedule permits. And if you are energized, confused, frustrated, fascinated, or any other emotional space on the spectrum about diversity and inclusion, this should be an educational and impactful event for you. To register for the event, you can do a quick search for Microsoft Include 2021 in your browser of choice, or you can navigate to the link provided in the show notes of this episode. And now for today's discussion. Today's episode is a special Black History Month Simply Tech Live interview produced this time by my co-host Ali Mazahari and featuring our guests, Sonia Weaver-Johnson, Director of Sales for Healthcare and Life Sciences at Microsoft, and Celeste Aline, Director of Executive Engagements for Content Operations and Corporate Events. We visit topics across the episode ranging from the very idea of technology for good and what that means, to the power of community and culture transformation in large organizations, to how to build communities. However, that may need to come about, whether in organization or in your local community. 
both Sonia and Celeste really bring an incredible energy that you'll feel in the discussion. I'm so proud to be connected to these two women and so happy that we can share some of their perspectives with you today. If you haven't done so already, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. If this is how you consume the podcast, it helps me continue to find great guests and it makes this podcast a better community experience for us all. Thank you for listening. And now we bring you Celeste and Sonia. Okay, looks like we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Simply Tech Live. I am your host for today. My name is Derek Russell, and we have Ali Mazahari running the ones and twos behind running our experience for the day. If this is your first time tuning in, Simply Tech Live is a collection of discussions with technologists and business leaders focused on the evolving landscape of technology. So we're focusing on the human experience with technology. We're focusing on tech. And today, we're talking tech for good in support of Black History Month. Introducing our lovely guests for the day today here, we have Sonia Weaver-Johnson, Director of Sales for Healthcare and Life Sciences, and Celeste Aline, Director of U.S. Citizenship and Market Development here at Microsoft. Ladies, how are you feeling today? Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling really, really great. I am excited and feeling grateful because this is Black History Month and that has lots of significance. And I have an opportunity to spend time with one of my dear friends and colleagues, Miss Sonia Weaver. So what could we do better? <laughs> Likewise, my friends. Pleasure. And we have some really wonderful people that are coming in. And this is a live discussion. So they're leaving comments. Amazing speakers from Raphael Barini. Iffy, Iffy says hi from Texas. Hi, Iffy, <laughs> Iffy. <laughs> Thanks for joining the discussion. So how about we get started and we talk about, you know, Sonia, how did you come into your role here at Microsoft? What do you do today? Yeah, absolutely. Prior to coming to Microsoft, I had already been working in the industry. And secretly, I had been admiring Microsoft from afar. And I remember one of my industry mentors sharing that he had just accepted a leadership role at Microsoft. And of course, I was extremely excited and wished him well. Well, a couple of years later, that mentor of mine pinged me and said, hey, listen, I have an open role on my team and I think you'd be a good fit. So I interviewed for the job. I got the job and I have never looked back. And today here at Microsoft, I work in our healthcare organization. And the way I like to sum up my day-to-day job is this. I actually help empower healthcare providers, right? To leverage Microsoft technologies to actually deliver on their clinical and also on their business goals. Wow. Very good. Very exciting. Go ahead, Celeste. My journey is so different from yours, dear Sonia. You know, I guess you could say I always work for iconic companies right after my television experience. And I happened to be working for Nike at the time when I got a call from my best friend who can sell sand to a camel. And she said, you know, you're going to get a call from Microsoft. And I said, really? She said, yeah, just you're going to get a call soon from Microsoft. They're very interested in you. They were talking to me about, you know, someone who has a background in community affairs in the Los Angeles area. And I mentioned you. So I said, okay. I went about my day about 15 minutes later. 15 minutes later, I got a call from Microsoft. And I have to say, my whole process of interviewing was so easy peasy. (laughs) 
I still to this day pinch myself that I'm still here because I always, as a little girl, Derek and Sonia said that I wanted to change the world and people used to laugh at me, but I ended up at a company who is definitely doing that, right? And we live our mission, you know, every single one of us live our mission to empower every person, every planet on the world and on the earth to do more. And in my job, I get to do these public-private partnerships that really change lives for all citizens, and especially for youth, too. So I have to say that I feel empowered to do more for everyone. And Celeste, you did have a little bit of a, a pretty exciting role change, a new announcement. Do you want to talk a little bit about your announcement before we move on? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, so this actually, this is, it's sort of bittersweet. I'll be leaving citizenship after 15 years in this role. Of course, it's always changed and grown, but I, um, I decided to go back to my roots and work in an area of events and media and comms. And so I'm going to be the executive engagement director for our corporate events team. So I'm excited about that and really helping our senior leadership have great experiences when they're doing events all over the world. That's super exciting. I can't wait to hear more about that. I'm sure you're going to be writing myself and Ali to give you some help in that role as you start to stage some events. Of course I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the context of this discussion, we wanted to carve out this special space, the special space for Black History Month and and to celebrate it and to honor it. And you both of you ladies are doing a tremendous amount of work in technology, not necessarily as technical leaders. There's a lot of other leadership opportunities in this business in the world. And we want to talk a little bit about that today. But in terms of technology for good, Sonia, what does that mean to you? Yes, yes. And this is a really great question. And I like it because there's so many ways to answer it. So I'm going to put a little twist on this, right? All right. All right. Because I work in healthcare, when I think about tech for good, the first thing that comes to mind is the unbelievable impact of COVID-19, right, to our global population, right? And then at a micro level, I think about the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 to people and communities of color, right? And so what a lot of people may not know is that Microsoft is very much active in helping to remediate this pandemic. And we have made some really great contributions by way of our technologies that involve things like helping with diagnostics, helping with contact tracing. And you'd be surprised about this as well. We are actually helping with vaccine administration, right? And so I think that's fantastic. And it's a great way to sort of help with the issue at hand today. But I think Microsoft, in terms of technology for good, goes well beyond that, right? So looking forward into helping remediate or really address some of the future problems or challenges caused by COVID-19 is this, right? Let me give you an example of how Microsoft is actually addressing this. Back in June, 2020, When economists came to realize that this pandemic is having a detrimental impact on our global economy, Microsoft took a step forward and made this really bold announcement. And this announcement came by virtue of this initiative called the Global Skills Initiative. Now, this initiative actually sets out to provide job skills, right, and basic living skills to 25 million people around the world, and it's all free of charge. So let me bring this back to how this relates to technology for good, right? So I mentioned before that COVID-19 disproportionately impacts communities of color, right, from a health perspective, but also it disproportionately impacts communities of color 
from a job loss perspective. And so by virtual of this global skills initiative, right, Microsoft is enabling, right, folks who have lost their jobs to not just get skilled with new skills, right, but even more modern skills. And so I, in my opinion, I think that our global skills initiative is, is truly exemplary of, of tech for good. Well, you know, it's so funny, Sonia, you're taking some of my uh, <laughs> my spiel here, but I'm actually going to go deeper because I think I'm so glad you brought up the Global Skills Initiative, you know, and one of the things I feel is that this whole COVID-19 has exasperated the digital divide, right? It's gotten, it's not a digital divide anymore. It is a digital like minefield. And so, you know, many people of color, everyone is feeling the sort of the pinch here in terms of how do they recreate, reinvent themselves. And so the Global Skills Initiative, yes, is an incredible opportunity for people to reskill themselves and be able to find those newer jobs that are on the market. But we have also, we're trying to take our Accelerate program, which is an internal term, but take that and land it in space. And we call that our go-to-market initiative to be able to get people into jobs much more quickly and get them trained very quickly. So you have the Global Skills Initiative and you have the Accelerate program that is specifically in our urban cities across the country. There's so many things that we could talk about in that's why I love to engage with both of you because there's just a wealth of knowledge. And one of the things that comes to mind when I think about tech for good is in the context of this call, especially is the investment that we made. I think the announcement was in October and our CEO, Satya Nadella, mm-hmm. um, basically released some thought leadership around making an investment in DNI. Yeah. Um, I think it was $150 million higher two xing our black community managers. I think two xing our black community yeah. employees, uh, and that's just one element. There's also, we have AI for good programs. There's the sustainability and the climate pledge and all these different things commingled together that just aren't just focused on race, you know, accessibility, climate, all these different things. Sonia, you had a very, very special opportunity earlier this month Yes, where you were a part of the NASDAQ closing bell ceremony in behalf of Blacks at Microsoft BAM. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I had the opportunity to ring the NASDAQ closing bell virtually (laughs) on the first day of Black History Month. And that was really special. And for me, it was really a a privilege to have represented Microsoft and then the Blacks at Microsoft or BAM Employee Resource Group in that capacity. I can tell you a little bit about BAM. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, let me me take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about BAM. And I. That would be great. I could talk about this topic, you know, for hours and hours, but, you know, I think at a high level, right, BAM is a global organization and uh, we've actually got 20 chapters, most of which are located here in the U.S., but we do have chapters in places like Canada and Brazil and Costa Rica. And our most recent chapter is based in Ireland. Hello, everybody out there from Ireland. And so, you know, what's so incredible about the BAM organization is that we deliver comprehensive, best-in-class programming that's all based on our structural pillars. And these pillars are based on things like professional development, talent acquisition, things like allyship, right? And even beyond that, our programming is not just intended for the BAM community, right? Our programming aims to engage 
the BAM community, the ally community, as well as uh, the Microsoft community at large. And then we also bring into a lot of programming our community partners. And so we seek to bring everybody into the fold. And Derek, I think you've asked me this question before on an earlier podcast. I'm like, what does BAM mean to you? And, and for me, BAM is this invaluable professional and social and personal support system that I don't think I can get anywhere else. It is unbelievable. And uh, thank you for allowing me a little bit of time to share that because it's, uh, as you guys all know, BAM is very near and dear to my heart. I'm glad you did, Sonia, because <laughs> I'm a BAM member and I'm very proud to be a Both of you are members of BAM and Ali is an ally of our BAM Southern California chapter. So. That's right. So we have some great commentation here. If he asks if the Global Skills Initiative and Accelerate program are open to experienced professionals is a question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it is. Yes. Yes, it is. And then Ryan, Ryan, the CEO of New Entity, I can't finish the rest of the title, basically says the Global Skills Initiative is a great option for getting someone acclimated to new concepts. And he talks about the reskilling of people, mm-hmm. et cetera. So we have a ton of folks saying thank you on the call. I see Clara on the call. I just connected with Clara yesterday about some of the programming we're doing around criminal justice. So Clara, thanks oh, for yeah. joining. Yeah. Celeste, you are no stranger to all these different topics. You've really solidified yourself in my heart and the hearts of others as this person who has created these councils, these ambassador councils in 10 different communities across the United States, 10 large cities. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about these ambassador councils and what gave you fuel to engage on these things? Surely. Thanks, Derek. You know, it's interesting. When you think about community, you always think about the external community. But in order to really have community in your company, you need to go inward and start to look at how are people coming together. And so that's our president, our U.S. President, Kate Johnson, is a genius in some ways because she said, look, we can't be great for our customers and partners until we are good with each other and helping and supporting each other. So she asked us, her advisors, and I was lucky to be one of her advisors and my uh, other colleague, Jose Gomez Cueto. I don't know what the answer is, but I want our community to be stronger. So we built these ambassador councils in major cities across the country so that employees could come together, bond, network, and also to be better for the communities in which they live and work. And so the ambassador councils were born. You both are on the SoCal Ambassador Council. And we, uh, <laughs> as well as me. <laughs> I have to say, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back, but we're doing some great work here, most importantly, not just for the community, but also for our community, internal community as well. And I'm excited to see this grow and develop because what most companies don't really understand is that you can't be great for your customers until you look at your cultural transformation within your own company. Celeste, I want to focus a little bit more on that and maybe we can come over to Sonia and as we start to talk about building communities. But Celeste, one of the moments in my tenure here at Microsoft, I've been here almost three and a half years so far, and, and literally this is something that completely changed my life, mm-hmm. was when Kate Johnson, our president, brought Brian Stevenson onto the DTA stage, the Digital Transformation Academy stage, so a sales conference, essentially, to bring him on to talk about empathy in action. And absolutely just completely changed my reference point on 
empathy on identity for myself as a Black man, of my family, the things that I should be doing in terms of contributing to the community. And you were a part of that interview process and kind of selection and that whole workflow of, of thought. Can you talk about what that was and, and why that was special? Yeah, I'll try to sum it up in a short yeah, amount of time because it's an, yeah. an incredible experience, actually. Yeah. Kate Johnson, the president and U.S. president, took her leadership team and myself and Jose down to Montgomery, Alabama, to spend some time with Brian Stevenson, but more importantly, to see the Equal Justice Office and the beautiful memorial that's there. And we were supposed to spend a half hour with Brian Stevenson. We ended up spending an hour and a half with him. It was the most incredible conversation. I mean, he broke it down for us and it helped us understand the importance of empathy and proximity and to be able to, you know, put those two together to build an action and attitude and development within your company, within employees. So we took that essence and brought it back to the U.S. team. And that's how the Empathy in Action initiative was born. I have to say that it was the most incredible experience to meet Brian Stevenson, but more importantly, to hear the saint on earth talk about all that he's done and continues to do to support people of color and more importantly, people who have been incarcerated. One of the things I'm thinking about, you're talking about empathy in action. I, there's some things I took away from the discussion. It, it was you know, changing the narrative. It was building proximity. It was having hope. And then it was taking action, I think, with the four steps that he described. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of this in the community work at both of your levels. And, and Sonia, I'm going to kind of come to you for this. The SoCal BAM, so you started this, this Southern California Black Microsoft chapter. You're not new to building these communities. And it's, it's a quite thriving community at this point. I think we have over 50 members. But when you think about what it takes to build a community, like what does that look like? And I'd love to hear from Celeste as well. Yeah, I have a very easy formula for that, by the way. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, building communities is something that you do out of your heart, really, right? And so when you think about building a community or think you have what it takes, I think there are three imperatives and I call them the three P's, right? You've got to have the passion, right? For which to bring folks together. You've got to be persistent and you also have to be patient. And there is no compromising on those three things. And so that's the formula that I used to get BAM Southern California off the ground nearly four years ago. I think we really started with, I always say 11 folks, but we really started with six people. And now we've got close to 60 people that we had no idea that were out there. They were compelled by a common interest and a common goal. And folks are just coming out of the woodworks. We are growing remarkably every single week. And it's, it's been great to see that growth. It's funny, you should have three pillars as well, because <laughs> I have three things that I want people to take away in terms of building community. I mean, when we first got started with the ambassador councils, we obviously wanted to bring people of all backgrounds and various backgrounds together. So that was number one. Number two was we wanted people to feel empowered to be creative, right? We didn't want to tell them what they should do, but we actually wanted them to figure out what was important for their community within their city. And then the third is, you know, don't, you know, look at what's working and build from there because there are a lot of things that people were already doing that were right on point for the city that they live in. 
And so those are the three elements that help to bring a strong ambassador council together. And then, of course, the fourth one is always resources. So if you have the resources to do that, and we've been lucky here in SoCal to have those resources to sort of build on our community. And we're doing some wonderful things, not just for our employees, but also for the communities uh, around Los Angeles County. I love the comments and just kind of comparing, contrasting your three principles across the board. One, passion for you, Sonia, and then empowering creativity for you, Celeste. I, I think those definitely go hand in hand in, in releasing the most energy from people, yeah. positive you possibly can. And that's the pattern that I'm seeing from both of you. I'm thinking about the, the audience and I'm thinking about the fact that we have two Black women leaders here on a live call that work for a big tech company. And I don't think that's very common. So is there a thought process or some remarks that you both can give about what you wish you would have known maybe 10 years ago coming in, into tech or coming into career that you don't know today or, or that you're thinking about today? Yeah, I'll start. Oh, that's okay with you, Sonia. I will say that I wish I knew the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. Yes. Right. I did not know that. I just thought I just knew about mentors. A mentor is someone who can coach you, who is someone who can listen to you and someone who can guide you. A sponsor is the person that actually can get you your next promotion and your next opportunity. A sponsor is somebody who's going to be in that room to say, no, she is or he is the right person for this opportunity for this job. So I wish I had known that earlier because I would have gone after my sponsor alongside of my mentor. I think also for me, the words smart and articulate and eloquent and someone who speaks up are not bad words, right? But they are when someone says, this person is so aggressive. (laughs) I've heard that my entire career. Uh. <laughs> Do you say that a man is aggressive when he is articulate, smart, speaks up, and has something to say? No, you don't. So I have learned not to beat myself up about being able to speak up because I feel as though I have a voice, and that voice is going to be helpful to not just you know other people, but to my company as a whole and to the work that we're doing. So I tell all young women, do not be afraid to speak up. Oh, I love it. I love it. That was great. Wow. Very good. You know, what I would have told myself, or I wish I had known this 10 years ago is this. I wish I had known the importance of sponsorship, going back to what Celeste was saying, right? In my career progression velocity, right? And more specifically, I think many of us get caught up in working hard and long hours, right? <laughs> and even working really smart. But the fact of the matter is that the progression and acceleration that you can receive in your career through that of a sponsor often outpaces what you can do on your own. Again, irrespective of how good you are at your job. And I wish I had known that 10 years ago. Yeah, I agree. 100%. That's incredible information. And we're just wrapping up. I know we have only four minutes. This, this was like a, a relay race. It was so fast, <laughs> this half hour. But this is such yeah. amazing time for folks who are listening in. With just a couple minutes left, what is some advice that either of you guys have for folks that want to use technology for good or business for good? 
or they're seeing things that are going on around them and they want to take action. They want to build community. They want to inject some this thing with goodness. What is some advice for you guys? You know what I'll say about that? And what I'm going to say applies really to everything in life, right? The same principles are applicable to almost every situation. If you have an end goal you want to get to, you got to first have a goal. So, you know, set goals and, and don't be afraid to set big goals for yourself, right? Also, you want to stay the course, keep your eye on that prize, right? And then the third thing I will say, again, this applies to anything in life is that you want to make sure that you learn from your setbacks. Mm-hmm. A setback is just an opportunity to grow. And so you want to make sure you learn from that. Yeah, I would agree 100% with Sonia. But I also would add that if your intentions are good, check your intentions, number one. Number two, I always say people, do your research. Know what you are going after and know it very well. Also know your personal brand, like build your brand. And then lastly, take one or two things. Don't try to boil the ocean. Take one or two things and do it really, really well and build out results and metrics from those two things. Just wonderful, wonderful advice. We did have a couple comments, questions. So Tochi, she's actually an alumni of the McCombs MBA program that I came from. Right that recruited out of to Microsoft. And right. I think she may have signed an offer letter to join us in the fall. I'm not sure if I'm allowed <laughs> to say that yet or not, but she asked a question. <laughs> Just put it out there. Always trying to scoop somebody there, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is asking, how do you seek out sponsors? Is it a formal request or does it just play out? It can play out on in many ways. In fact, it could play out as you know someone that you just really, really admire. And I've learned that I always ask for what I want. Because if you don't ask for what you want, you won't get it. So I generally try to spend time getting to know that person because sometimes a mentor can become a sponsor, right? Yes. Or if you're looking at somebody who you just know has your back and knows your work ethic very well, say to that person, do you think you do you feel comfortable when you're in the room to vouch for me? Right. So that's one way of doing it. Sometimes companies, and I think now Microsoft is working on this, is is looking out for their employees and matching them with mentors and sponsors. And other companies do that too. If that is not the case in your environment, I say don't be afraid to ask someone who you admire and whose work you think is impeccable and who knows you very well. That's the key. They have to know you. So they have to, you have to spend time with them so that they can get to know you. Would you say that, Sonia? Absolutely. Quickly, what I'll say is this. I think the best sponsors are those that have proximity to you, right? Those who know your strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. those who have seen you in action, because those sponsors are more likely to go to bat for you at the end of the day. So right. Well, we are right at time. That was a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate the two of you coming on and doing this live in this first live engagement we've done together. And I think the folks that are watching in real time, especially the folks that are going to watch dynamically and statically later on demand, this was a great conversation. And we'll go ahead and post your information in the thought forum so folks can reach out to you for potential mentorship or sponsorship in the future. So (laughs) yeah, with that, thank you very much. Thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. Thanks so much, Derek. Big fan, Derek. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today and having some fun with us on the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow me on LinkedIn or at DRUSS Network, D-R-U-S-S Network on Twitter or Instagram. And you can also reach out to me anytime via email at Derek at thedatabinge.com. The Data Binge podcast is a personal thought form where we share knowledge and ideas. Views and opinions expressed here do not reflect those of my employer, Microsoft. I really hope you enjoyed. Thanks a lot.